Whether you like it or not, all of us, including you and I, are constantly influenced by external factors. We often think of our own view as the most objective one, but that's rarely ever the case. The same principles apply in the world of programming. Developers focus on one framework, one language, one ecosystem, and often think that their way of doing things is somehow the best, or at least better than many alternatives. One of the most obvious examples of this in my personal life goes back to the very root of web development. Almost as soon as I started programming, I was taught about MVC frameworks where I use a database to store my application's state. I was in fact programming web applications in a way that was generally considered as the way to go, no questions asked. When event sourcing was first explained to me, I had difficulties with it. I couldn't accept that this would be an equally valid approach to solve my problems. Maybe it had to do with the way it was explained to me, but I remember leaving my first event sourcing talk thinking this will never work in a traditional web application. Years later, I realized it was my own short-sightedness that was the limiting factor. My personal education and experiences made it difficult to consider event sourcing as a solution to my problems. I can now admit that I was wrong. I want to tell you a little about how I came to that realization and how event sourcing has changed the way I think about programming forever. I'm a PHP developer. It's a language that has gotten a bad reputation over the years, but it has been growing into a mature language and ecosystem for the past five years or so. It really isn't the same language it was 10 years ago, and I'm very thankful for that. Within the majority of the PHP community, event sourcing is still some kind of magical beast. No surprises there, most of us have been thought one style of programming for the web and never even considered alternatives. I remember having a vivid discussion with one of my colleagues where I explained to him how event-driven systems are a bad idea. I talked about how the indirectness between events and their handlers creates a complex web of program flow that was hard to debug and maintain. I doubted there would be any case in which the benefits of an event-driven system would outweigh all the downsides I saw. Fast forward a year and I'm asked to help design the architecture of our next big client project. And one of its requirements was that they wanted to generate reports based on historical data. However, they couldn't tell us yet what those reports exactly would look like. We'd need to be able to add new ones even after we've gone to production. It's a classic use case for event sourcing, and we knew it. Now, instead of fighting the idea, we decided to dive right in. And mind you, not into coding, but into researching the topic. And what followed were two months of extensive learning and pair programming, trying and failing and starting again. One important insight came early on. Greg Young talked about how event sourcing doesn't require a complex framework. It's more a state of mind. 
The technical setup for event sourcing isn't that difficult, actually. It's more about what we do with the concept of storing and replaying events, rather than how and where they are stored or replayed. The second insight was the real game changer. Event-driven systems model the world much better than other architectures. Everything that happens in our lives isn't represented by a table-like structure with the current state. It's a sequence of events that brought us to a certain point. Where I disliked events at first because of their indirectness, it's that same indirectness that's the reality of life. Why would we fight that reality? The perfect examples of this principle are all around us. Many industries, in fact, use the concept of event sourcing, albeit outside of programming. Accounting, banking, bookings, you name it, most industries already work in an event-driven way. Why should our code that manages those systems deviate from that? A final realization was that event sourcing doesn't have to be the solution to all problems. My biggest fear going into this new client project was that everything needed to be event sourced. It was again Greg Young who explained that this train of thought was, and I quote, the single biggest bad thing that he'd seen being done with event sourcing. Once again, I was influenced by my prior knowledge and education, and I was thinking too much about building a monolithic application. Instead, I needed to think of it as multiple services working together, even though they could still live in the same code base. Now, we are fairly certain that a true microservice architecture would have been overkill for this specific project, but nevertheless, many aspects of the microservices mindset were helpful in designing it. Do you know that feeling when you're writing a complex piece of code and all of it just falls perfectly into place? Like pieces of a puzzle suddenly fitting together that allow you to see the big picture. I've had that feeling several times a day when I started working on event-driven systems. My colleagues have had to listen to me going on and on about the beauty of the code we were writing over and over again. I consider myself to be rather skeptical, so I'm not exaggerating when I say that event-driven design and event sourcing have truly been the greatest revelations in my programming career. I'm even so passionate about the topic that I decided to write a book about event sourcing and event-driven design for the PHP community. I want to share my excitement and teach people how simple the principles actually are. I want to end with a closing thought. Even if you have no plans on using event sourcing anytime soon, it's worth learning about it. It will give you a whole new view on programming and designing systems, and that in itself is worthwhile. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would very much appreciate it if you left a like or review. You can share it with your friends and followers and subscribe if you want to stay up to date about this podcast. I'm working on more. Thanks. Thanks.